Hey, what is going on, Life Church? Welcome to another Pour Over with a Pastor. Um, this is episode two of our podcast. Now, if if you are wondering, um, you might be asking why, like, why Pour Over with Pastor? What's that all about? And I didn't really explain it last episode, but but basically, um, I love coffee. I love. I love talking about coffee. I love tasting coffee. I love learning about coffee. I love everything about coffee. And so I figured, what if we took uh, this thing that I love so much, coffee, and this other thing that I love so much, which is the church and ministry, and we combined the two together. And, and out of that was birthed this idea for pour over with pastor. We, we talk about ministry. We have conversations about ministry, uh, about life church and where God is leading us all over a good cup of coffee. Now, today, though, we are actually not going to be having coffee. We're going to be having tea um, because I am. Uh, we are like smack dab in the middle of our uh, our 21 days of prayer and fasting right now. So I've been about 10 or 11 days off of caffeine. Uh, I've been doing caffeine-free teas. So this one is called Blueberry Wild Child. And I thought it was appropriate because uh, I definitely was a wild child growing up. But um, it's actually a blueberry hibiscus herbal tea. Uh, I'm excited to taste it. It says it's got apple, hibiscus, elderberries, rose hip, natural flavors, pomegranate bits, cornflower, and blueberries. And uh, and so we are going to do this one today. And then we're going to sit down and have a conversation all about discipleship. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to be a disciple? And what does that mean in our context here at Life Church? So let's go ahead and get into this tea today. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get started with this conversation today, all about discipleship, uh, talking about what is discipleship, what does it mean to us as a life church, uh, and get into all of that. Um, I, I kind of want to break this down into two sort of ideas uh, or segments. Um, and well, let me let me go ahead and, and try this. It's still brewing. I think I still got about a minute left on here, but yeah, that's that's good, man. That's a good, that is a, a good tea right there. Um, kind of reminds me that Starbucks has a tea. It's like a hibiscus tea. It, it sort of has some of that flavor in it. Um, okay, back to the topic at hand. Uh, I, I kind of want to break this down into two different ideas or categories. The first one is going to be very personal. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, my own journey with discipleship. Uh, why I feel like it's so important and why when I stepped into this role uh, as as pastor here at the church, I, I really wanted to focus in on discipleship. And then from there, we'll talk a little bit about um, what we've kind of written out as a church in regards to our thoughts of disciple, uh, you know, about discipleship. And then, you know, where we, you know, scriptures where we found this and kind of use these scriptures as we crafted this idea of discipleship. So the, the first part, though, is the, the kind of the personal part, right? So um, many of you who know me and kind of know my story, if you've been around uh, the church for a while, you know that I grew up uh, in church. My my dad is a pastor right now, uh, has been a pastor for many, many years. Um, and uh, before that, my grandfather on my mom's side, uh, he was a pastor. Uh, both of my grandparents, their parents were believers, were Christians. Um, and so 
you know, I've got this long line of Christians, um, and then I grew up in church. So from an early age, uh, you know, my, my parents met in seminary. Uh, eventually, my dad worked for the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, an organization called North American Mission Board, which was uh, part of the SBC. And um, he, you know, worked in church planning and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, then he became a pastor in Fort Worth, and I grew up around church. I grew up in that whole world, in that environment. Um, and and really, from an early age, I got involved in teaching, uh, you know, classes at school, at, at, uh, at church. I got involved in, um, you know, ministry things. I was at church on Wednesdays. I was at church on Fridays uh, when we had Vigilias de Oración. I was uh, prayer vigils. I was on ch at church on Sundays. I was in church, like, you know, as much as I could be. Yet, and to be completely honest, I would categorize myself really as a churchgoer and not necessarily as a disciple. And I would even venture to say it wasn't probably until my 20s that I started to really understand what it meant to be a disciple. And, and listen, this is like, I I started rapping and, and doing it, Christian hip hop music at like 16 and was on stages and, you know, preached and did all of these things. Yet I didn't really truly understand. I mean, like really, really understand the importance of discipleship until I was in my early 20s. Um, and and I, I think a lot of people maybe you're watching this today and you're thinking like, that's me. I'm, I'm a church goer. You could even be involved in ministry things, but do you have a deep-rooted, really, you know, a deep-rooted understanding of what it means to be a disciple? Um, and we're going to dive into what that means, but but discipleship at its very core is, hey, I'm a follower of Christ. I follow Jesus. Um, and I, I understood many of these things. I even taught many of these things, but the reality is I don't think I really lived out what it meant to be a disciple. And I was confronted, you know, um, in my early 20s with the reality that, man, the, the things that I was doing, some of the, the ways that I was living, the secret sins, even in my own life, those things were proof to me that, man, I needed to, to really begin to understand what discipleship meant. Now, did that mean that I wasn't a Christian? I, I believe that I had a, a relationship with Christ, that I had accepted Christ at an early age, that, you know, I had this relationship with Christ, but it was a very surface level relationship. And so that's why for me, discipleship is such an important thing or such a key kind of element of what we should do as a church is because I've been there. I've, I've been in that place where I was a surface level Christian for many, many years, and it wasn't until I began to really become a disciple that I began to see the life transformation, the changes happen in my in my own life. Uh, you know, the the issues of anger that I had, and you know, the, I was able to deal with those things. Uh, the issues with lust, I was able to deal with those things. Um, you know, all kinds of of problems that I dealt with. Um, it wasn't until I began to have this kind of deep rooted discipleship that I began to to see breakthrough in those areas in my own life. So, um. Discipleship is, I think, something that is very crucial. And, and if you've been with us at Life Church for any amount of time, you know that we've talked about this over and over again. Discipleship, discipleship, discipleship. This is something that I harp on. This is something that I talk about all the time. Um, and 
it's been one of the foundational things that when I stepped into this role, I said, we're going to be a church that is about discipleship. And discipleship really, it has a lot more to do about community and living, you know, with other people and learning and growing together than it does, you know, having a class and, and, uh, sitting in a, in, in a, in a study where you're listening to someone teach, which is great. And we do those things and that's part of discipleship, but real true discipleship happens when you're following, right? So Jesus calls his disciples to follow him. What you are is you're a follower. So you're, you're following Jesus through, you know, reading your Bible through prayer, but also through having community and being with other people that can mentor and guide you and do these things. And so, uh, discipleship really encompasses a lot of that community, uh, uh, that we talked about last week. So I just wanted to kind of tie that into sort of the life transformation and community aspect that that uh, episode one was all about. And really, so you can kind of see the, the progression as we get into episode two, what we're talking about when we talk about discipleship. So let me let me kind of start off with this. Um, now kind of shifting gears into life church and what discipleship means to life church. When I, when I stepped into this role and, and thinking about discipleship, um, and what the mission of the church would be, um, we kind of came up with this this kind of definition or this mission statement. Um, the The vision of our church has always been love, grow, go. If you, if you've been with us for years, you know or you've heard those three words, that phrase, love, grow, go. But I was really thinking about okay, that's kind of the the uh, the pathway to get to where we want to to get. But what is really the mission behind what we are doing? as a church, as Life Church. And so this is the, the mission statement that we've crafted. Uh, Life Church exists for the glory of God to create disciples through gospel-centered worship, service, and witness. So we're going to get into uh, each one of the, the gospel-centered uh, worship, the gospel-centered service, and gospel-centered witness uh, in later episodes. But what I want to really focus in on uh, today is that first part, Life Church exists for the glory of God to create disciples through. Um, to create disciples. Uh, this, again, is is what we're about as a church, but but it really kind of, the, the thing we need to think through then is, what does it mean to be a disciple? What is a disciple? Yeah, I told you my own personal kind of journey and how it was important for me to like become a disciple, but I had to really begin to understand what it meant to be a disciple. Um, and so we got together with some leaders in the church last year. Uh, we went off campus um, and went to uh, a, a, another church. They have a, a really nice facility, a conference uh, room. And so we gathered there and got together and started to think, what would it look like? What does it mean to be a disciple? Uh, if we were to put some language behind that, that all of us as a church could really get behind and begin to understand, what would that look like? Uh, and so this is the the phrase that we came up with. Um, and this episode will be releasing right after uh, our Vision Sunday, the Tuesday after Vision Sunday. So you have already heard this. If you were in our Vision Sunday service, you heard this definition. Um because that's what we're going to be talking about. And as we're preparing the lesson uh, for this, uh, this is one of the, the core things that we're going to be talking about. And then we're going to read some scriptures. You've already kind of heard these scriptures and gone through them as well, uh, if you uh, were at our Vision Sunday. But I want to reiterate 
and kind of dive into it a little bit more, what we're talking about here. So uh, a disciple is a member of the full body of Christ who understands, accepts, and obeys the gospel by putting God above all, self-sacrificing, and investing in others for the glory of God. So that's sort of the, the definition that we've put together on what a disciple should be. Uh, and it really kind of works in three. So you're going to see we have uh, three things that a, that a disciple does um, and kind of three ways that it's lived out. So uh, the first thing is this, and I'm going to sort of work through this definition, uh, breaking this down. A disciple is a member of the full body of Christ. So, so what does that mean to be a member of the full body of Christ? It means that we're in community. Again, like we talked about last week, the importance of community. Um, so they are in community, in a local church, a member of the full body of Christ. So you are actively involved, part of a community. But that word full is the key part here. They are members of the full body, meaning the, the church at large. And, and a lot of times we can think very local in our, you know, man, I love my church, life church. And, and man, we're all about that. We're, we're champions of, I, I feel like we have the best church, right? I love our community. Yet we also realize as believers that we are part of a larger body. Uh, like, you know, there are believers all over the world. We're part of a global body of believers. Um, and this is an important thing to understand because uh, as believers, we can oftentimes feel as if, man, this is my, this is my church. This is, these are my people. And in that we begin to forget that God is doing great things all across the world and other churches here in San Antonio and churches throughout the state, the nation, and all over the globe, God is moving. So when we worship on Sundays, guess what? We worship and we gather um, and we are joined with other believers all across the world you know, worshiping the God, uh, worshiping God, the, the word of God is preached and proclaimed. And, and these are beautiful, beautiful things that we are part of a, a large global community. But this also shapes the way that we look and understand uh, our, our relationship with missions. So if we understand that it's not just what's happening in our neighborhood, we also understand that we are to partner with or to be part of the work that's happening in other places across the world. So that really influences the way that we do missions and what we do in those areas. And, and we'll dive into that in later podcasts as well, what our ideas and philosophies of missions are. But but just to kind of, kind of summarize that idea of a full, a full body of Christ is, man, you got to be in community. You got to be a part of a community of believers. And so for our context, that means you're part of our community, whether that's online, uh, in, a, in a home group, whether that's you know, coming and being part of our, our physical gathering. Um, there's different ways and different, you know, uh, uh, I guess kind of, yeah, different ways that, that we would do that, but you have to be part of that, that full body of Christ belonging in community. That's an important part of being a disciple. Now, the second part is understanding the gospel. So a disciple understands the gospel. Now, now here's the, the really interesting thing. We can understand certain things as 
you know, individuals. I can understand math problems. I can understand the logic of, of you know, the way a computer works. These, you know, these different man-made systems. Yet, when it comes to understanding the gospel and the gospel being that that we were separated from God because of our sins, um, that Jesus came down to earth, God incarnate came to earth. He lived the perfect life. He died the death that we should have died. Um, he rose on the third day, defeating sin and death, and he ascended into heaven. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father, um, preparing a place for us, and one day he will return. This this kind of, this is the, the fullness of the gospel. We'll get into more of that in a later episode as well, but um, the, the gospel the understanding, I, I can have an intellectual understanding of the gospel, but to begin to have a spiritual understanding where it begins to really permeate my 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 heart and I become a disciple really only comes from God. God gives understanding. He's the one that opens up our minds to what the gospel is. But but then that leads us to the second part, which so a, a full member of the body uh, of Christ who understands and accepts. So they must understand, but then they must also accept. It's not enough to just understand. It's not enough to just have head knowledge about the gospel, but also to accept the gospel, to believe what the gospel says, to believe that message. We have to believe that it's true. And again, this goes back to only God can do that. So only God can open our minds to understand, but then also only God could open our hearts so that we could believe. So the Holy Spirit is the one that's doing that, right? He's opening up our hearts. He's opening up our minds. And we then believe, and that's what we call faith. I mean, I have placed my faith in Jesus Christ. So not only do I understand, but I accept the message. I believe I have faith in that message. And then that leads us to the third part, right? So the third part is that obeys. So they understand, accept, but then also obey the gospel. So what what does this obey mean? And this is where we kind of tie in the story that I talked about earlier, where in my own life, I I really understood. And man, you know, many times I, I really, if I look back at my life, I accepted, I believed that message, but there were parts of my life where I was not obedient to God. So being a disciple also means that we are obedient to what God says. We're obedient to what the gospel and the implications of the gospel are. So if the gospel is true, then that really is going to change the way that I think, the way that I uh, treat other people, the way that I live my life, the words that I speak, um, the way that I deal with conflict, the the, the way that I view uh, social problems and the, the way that I view uh, economic disparities the way that I view racial inequality. The gospel is really going to influence and inform all of that. And so my job is to obey what the word of God says uh, in order to be uh, a good disciple. Um, Being a disciple means that we are transformed. Our life is transformed. There's a renewing of our, our minds that is happening. And so not only do you understand knowledge, right? Not only do you accept uh, heart 
change, but you also obey. And that's where it gets practical, where uh, the abstract uh, ideas of the gospel now really work themselves out practically. And, and, and I'm doing what I actually say that I believe. Um, so, those were the, the the three kind of aspects of, you know, a disciple is member of the full body of Christ, understands, accepts, and obeys. But then it continues on, and we have three other things, and these are the action items, right? So by what? By putting God above all. And then we talk about self-sacrificing and investing in others for uh, God's glory. But uh Putting God above all. Where, where do we get this from? Where do we get this idea of putting up God above all things? So if we understand, accept, and obey, it plays itself out in practical ways by uh, putting God above all things. And that really comes from Luke chapter 14, verse 26. So let me go ahead and open up my Bible real quick here and pull up Luke uh, chapter 14. And uh, we're going to look at verse 26. And this is basically what that scripture says. I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. Um, but it says this, if you want to be my disciple, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciples. So we read that and we're like, okay, being a disciple means that by comparison, what is Jesus saying that I have to hate everyone else? Like, isn't Jesus all about love and we're not supposed to hate anybody? We're supposed to love our neighbors. And what Jesus is saying here is he's saying, if you were to take the love that you have for your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, the people that you you love the most in your life, your children, if you were to take that love and then you were to compare it to the love that you have for, for Jesus, if you were to compare it to the love that you have for God, that this would look like hate in comparison to that love that you have for God. And so a disciple means, man, I put God above everything else in my life. Man, I put God above my wife. I put God above my job. I put God above my family. I put God even above the activities that I have going on at church. I put God in my relationship with God. Uh, the time that I spend knowing and and uh, and uh, understanding who God is, I, I value that. That is my top priority. So a disciple who is really, truly living out what it means to be a disciple says, you know what? I'm going to put God above all things. But then the other part of that is self-sacrificing. So a disciple says, I'm going to put myself lower than others. I'm going to sacrifice. Uh, and so where do we get that from? Well, we actually get it from that same chapter. The next verse over, verse 27 says this, and if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. So what Jesus is saying here is he's saying, in essence, if you don't sacrifice, if you don't carry your own cross, if you don't pick up your own cross and follow me, if, if there is not a sacrificial attitude in the way that you live your life, then you are, are not my disciple. And, and so that's another part of what we have to do as believers is say, look, the way that I'm living, is it a self-sacrificing type of living? Look, 
You know, Jesus is going to oftentimes ask you to step out of your comfort zone. He's going to ask you to live in a way that maybe isn't the most comfortable way to live, to be in um, in places uh, or in ministries or in things that, men aren't always the most comfortable. Uh, maybe God will ask you to leave your own country, to go abroad, to be a missionary, uh, to uh, talk to people and minister to people that maybe you would never, ever have in contact, you know, have contact with you know, in, in any other type of situation, yet what God requires from us is a self-sacrificing attitude to give of our energy, of our time, of our money. And so all of these things are part of what it means to be a disciple. And the last part is this idea of investing in others. So we, we look at a, a scripture like uh, Matthew chapter 28, um, where we see the the great uh, commission, and, and what we see Jesus telling his disciples is this: if, if you look at Matthew chapter twenty eight, um, and we, we start there in verse seventeen, uh, or actually in verse eighteen, it says Jesus came and told his disciples. Um, and this is as he's about to ascend into heaven. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then here's the key in verse 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the the kind of the last instructions that Jesus is giving his disciples, this commissioning that he has for his disciples is he's saying, go make disciples, go to the ends of the earth, go make disciples. But then when you have these new disciples, teach them all of the things that I have commanded you invest in their lives. So all of our, our energy, our resources, uh, these things, we are going to invest into the lives of these new disciples. And this is really at the core of, again, what we want to do as Life Church is say, hey, uh, when we do a program, when uh, we do anything as a church corporately, collectively, how is this leading back to discipleship? How is this investing in the lives of our congregation and our community so that we might be able to make disciples? Is it growing them? Is it teaching them? Is it helping lift them up? Is it teaching them all that Jesus has commanded? So um, that is part of the investing in others, that we would, would do that. And then the last part of that says this, for the glory of God. At the very core of everything that we do as a church, and you've heard me preach this over and over again, our purpose, our main primary purpose as human beings is to glorify God, is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. So everything that we are doing is saying, hey, how are we glorifying God? How are we creating disciples who are going to glorify the name of God? You see, when we do something, when we do a program, when we do an event, when we do a block party, when we feed the community, when we do all of those things, when you and I have our own personal ministries and things that we do, we aren't doing them to build up our own life, right? I'm not learning all of these things solely and strictly so that I can build up my own life. I, I'm not doing these programs so that I can build up my own ministry, but I'm doing these things so that I might glorify God. I'm doing them so that the name of God would be lifted up on high so that the world would see the glory of God. And then in that, the world would then begin to glorify God as well. So um, everything that we do, whatever that looks like, man, we want 
to glorify God. Now, here's the thing is that that sometimes may look like taking steps backwards. That, that may look like uh, sitting in moments when we're confused and lost or, or things don't look like they used to, having to take a step backward in order to glorify God by waiting patiently to hear what he wants us to do and then take a step forward. And so that's sort of what I feel like the season that we're in right now, if you're watching this, you know, years down the line, we're in 2022 and, and I'm thinking, man, God, where do we need to trim back? Where do we need to stop? Where do we need to just kind of take a moment and, and think and, and breathe and look and then just say, God, lead us, guide us. Let us not take a step forward until you have told us exactly what you want us to do. Or you said move. And, and so that's where we're at right now. Um, but kind of wrapping up this idea of, of discipleship as disciples, each and every one of us, um, what we want to be doing is allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us so that everything that we do, all of these, these things of, uh, of, living out the Christian life, of putting God above everything else, of self-sacrificing, of, of uh, investing in others, all of those things are led by the Holy Spirit. So that's what it means to be a disciple. And I, and I hope that was informative to you guys. I hope that you were able to draw something out of this and begin to kind of understand uh, what we view as discipleship. There's a lot more to unpack when it comes to, you know, how you live this out. And if you've got any questions, you maybe want me to dive into one of these areas a little bit more and, and talk about it. Uh, send us an email or a comment here in the video. Um, and and let us know what are those areas that you'd like to know a little bit more about. Um, our email is hello at lifechurchsa.net. Um, hello at lifechurchsa.net. And you can uh, uh, leave us a, a message there. And, and, and I'd love to unpack this a little bit more for you guys. But I wanted to give you a general overview of what we view as discipleship and what are those core things that we say, hey, when we are trying to measure uh, the kind of the depth of our church and who is is being a disciple these are the things that we're looking at um are they uh are they putting god above everything else um are they you know living in a in a manner of self-sacrificing and then finally are they investing in other people um because we believe in what the, we call the disciple cycle right a disciple is always going to be making more disciples so again hopefully that was helpful to you guys i love you guys man um i, I i'm really excited about these podcasts. I really am enjoying putting these together and kind of thinking throughout the week of, of what it means to, to be a disciple and to do these different things and, um, and start to put these topics together. So if you got any ideas, please, uh, let me know. And, uh, I'd love to, to talk about them here on the podcast and hopefully I'll be able to bring some of you guys on and we can maybe sit down and chat a, a little bit more about these things as well on the podcast. All right. God bless you guys. Love y'all. And I will see you guys in the next episode.